The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name's Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper, and with me, as always, is the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation, nobody beats the biz, Chris Bizignano, and our special guest, Super Bowl champion, tight end. We welcome him back to the Giant Insider Podcast, Howard Cross. Welcome, my friend. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good, man. Howard, doing good, buddy, and uh, so is the Giants Nation, man. You know, let's face it, Howard, I mean, back in... August, if I would have saw you at camp and told you, hey, Howard, I think we'll be 7-4. Going into December, you probably would have said, Chris, listen, you know, put a hat on. The heat's frying your head a little bit too much. But here we are, Howard. 7-4. Yeah. You know what, buddy? I got to ask you. You know, tell us some of the reasons why this team is playing meaningful December games. Well, you know, they've done a good job of winning games, uh, tight games down, down the stretch. Uh, they've had like you know three or four games that they were still more like one or two score games. It wasn't like they were getting blown out in any of the games so far, which is a good thing. The thing that helps them most of all is that they figured out how to use the players they have and get the most out of them because they don't have but one kid that's a deep deep threat and he didn't show up to the last like three games, and that's Slayton. Outside of that, everybody else is possession receiver and some of the people you don't even know know their names half the time when they're, when they're stepping on the field. Uh, running the ball seems to be, you know, is several different ways they're trying to, to pull it off. Uh, some with Daniel Jones running, some with Saquon running. And, and when Bellinger went out of the game, unfortunately, uh, a few weeks back, the running game hasn't been the same. As soon as he comes back, it's going to pick back up. Howard, Howard Jerry, just a, little, just a little follow-up. Howard, how much do you attribute to this coaching staff, man, for being 7-4? Tell you know, when you see Dable and Kafka and Wink, you know, how much do you say, hey, these guys are such a big reason why these guys are 7-4? It's, it's amazing. I mean, it's, it's undeniable that's what, that's what the whole thing is. It's like someone asked me one time, like, give me the best illustrations. Like, it's kind of like watching Pee Wee football where, you know, you have all these dads and everyone coaching. You'll have some dads that play daddy ball. That you have some dads that are crazy, want to win every game. And then you'll have some dads that teach the kids how to play. And those dads are the, are the dads and the teams that usually wind up winning all the games. It's the dads that are not crazy and everything. They're, like, really focused in and everybody's buying in and they're able to communicate with everybody on the field. And no matter who shows up, little Billy showed up a week late and he's already, he's already in the game <laughs> playing. So it, it's really funny to, to put it that way, but that's the simplest way to look at it. They – they dance a lot together. They're laughing a lot together. They're having a good time. The entire culture of the building has changed since since this whole staff's been there. And, like, Wink is able to, okay, I don't have the, the biggest this or I don't have the fastest that. Somehow, some way, he has guys covered, and he finds a way to make plays. And and with Dexter Lawrence playing the way he's playing and, and Leonard Williams, it, they make up for a lot of, you know, mishaps. I love that analogy you just gave, by the way. I, I think it's so accurate um, about mm-hmm. coaching and, and, and you know, the, the difference between the teacher and, and someone, you know, kind of ranting and raving, but I, I love that. But, Howard, so yeah. far, like, well, as you're watching this team, what's been the biggest surprise for you? What's kind of jumped out at you and said, wow, I didn't see this coming with this team? The ability for them to win close games when, um, like, if they can find a way to stay in it to the last quarter, the last, last couple series, it's like, who's going to blink first? And I'm I'm sh- totally shocked by how many guys are being changed from position to position because guys are getting injured. Guys have to sit down for a while. Not you know people aren't performing the way you want them to perform, and they're able to find the right guys to get them in. And they 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 pretty much have until the last week or so they pretty much have eliminated a lot of mistakes. So when the game gets close, it's like who's going to blink? Like we're going to do exactly what we're supposed to do. What are you going to do? And so far, it's been it's been working in their favor, but you know now they got to the real meat of the schedule, uh, twice against Washington, twice against the Eagles, Minnesota, and and uh, Minnesota and Indy, and yeah. Indy. Yeah. So you know we got to find some splits in there somewhere. 
How Brian Dable, he's a player's coach in a lot of ways. You know, I talk to the guys in the locker room, and they seem to really like him, Howard. You know, um, but at the same time, I think as Giants fans are seeing now during the course of some games, you know, he'll he'll get on you if he has to. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's certain refs are finding that out this <laughs> during the course of games too. And don't get me involved with that Scott Novak crew in Dallas, please, Howard, please. So. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to get into that crew. Did a, I mean, me, uh, forget about it. So anyway, but Dable, tell me what you think about him as far as his He seems to have built relationships with everybody. But yeah, at the he, same time, going going back to camp, I've seen him get on some guys. He seems to know when he has to whip up on a guy a little bit, you know, kind of make his point known. What do you see from him as far as his relationship with the players? When he has to be, you know, that... Tough guy. I shouldn't say tough guy coach, but when he has to kind of crack the whip and all that, Howard. I don't think cracking the whip is the thing with, with players of the day. I think it's more like Dable is, when I say Dable and Shane, they have changed the culture of the entire building. People love coming in with them. You can see them sitting with, you know, people who work in the facility, people who work upstairs. Right. They don't just sit with players or with each other and talk all day. They're, they're you know, they're interactive. Everybody coming, it's one of those things where you're shaking everybody's na- hand and you know everybody's mm-hmm. name kind of moment. And as far as like getting onto a guy, like if you give guys specific instructions and like, and you're yelling like, Hey, you got to do this. It's not, you're, you're, you, you can't do this, whatever. It's like, I, he's yelling the instructions. So it's not like this, all oh, you, you know, it's not, I don't know, demonstrative where you're getting beat up and, and beat down by the conversation is more of an encouraging thing. When a guy comes off the field, when, when he's yelling at him, he's like, dude, what, like, hey, you got to be in position for this. You know what to do. If a guy blatantly makes a mistake, that's when he goes to him. He doesn't just go out and just scream and yell, we got to play better kind of thing because for the most part, they're giving everything they got every play. Howard, just one follow-up, Jerry. You talk to some guys, I talk to some guys in, you know, about – Things that irk, and I guess like every other coach, Howard, you know, like you just said, like Julian Love brought something up to me. He said that during film sessions, right, with Dable, Wink, and whatever it might be, that this coaching staff, if you make a physical ever, they'll be like, okay, why did you do this, Julian? Right, Howard? Mm -hmm. The only thing that sets them off is mental. He says the only time he'll see Dable get really upset is when you make a mental mistake when you know you should have done this, you know, and you don't do it. That's what gets him going. But as far as there's been times Julian has told me, Howard, that he'll look at a play on tape and cringe and say, oh, man, I'm going to hear it now. And the coach's staff will be like, okay, Julian, why did you do this? Well, we want it run this way. And, and the coach's staff won't get on him. Only mental. Will, will Dable wink? Even Kafka. I've heard mm-hmm. at times it'll be like that's when they get on you, you know. But well, other, you know, how you heard stories over the years, other guys where, hey, you did something in this route or whatever it might be, and a guy will jump all over him. No, no, that's the wrong, you know, whatever it might be. But these guys aren't like that, Howard. I guess yeah. are you hearing the same thing? Yeah, but you got to think about think about think about Josh Allen when he's coaching Josh Allen, right? Josh right. Allen is, is a guy who thinks he can throw the ball through a building, throw it through, you know, he can throw the ball through. Through a, through a car wash that doesn't get wet kind of person. That personality had to be taught and, and managed and brought down to where Josh Allen is today. Right. Right? One of the better one of the better quarterbacks. At first they were like he might be the MVP of the league. Now some of his now some of his mistakes that come late in games are because he doesn't have that hand on him that he's had on him for so long. That's that hand that's left Josh is now with the Giants. Like look at I think at one point, we had one of the fewest turnover rates uh, in, in the league and stuff. That doesn't come by accident. That's a coach explaining how to prevent it. I mean, our offensive line didn't get that much better. At one point, Daniel was at, at early on was one of the most hit quarterbacks in the league. So, like, if it if he's teaching that that moment, it works. Tell him Saquon, hey, it's great. You're nifty. You look good out there. He goes, but give me three yards make it second and seven make it second and six if you go straight into the backs of these guys don't make it second and ten just because you're hopping and skipping and bouncing trying to do something 
give me give me the dirty yards. We need the dirty yards in order to be able to keep the offense moving. And it and you can see it on the field. Oh, no question. Yeah. No question. So it, it it just it just works. Like defensively, they're, they're playing above their heads, and, and I and I mean that they don't have like a the big bumper linebacker in the middle that can come up and put put a lick on you from anywhere or could cover from sideline to sideline. They got everybody fitting, you know, fitting in every gap, trying to hold on for dear life in every play. Yeah, I mean, we can't believe they're doing it with the corners that they have and how they've been able to be successful yeah. with some of the names they have mm-hmm. there. And not just Moreau, but, you know, then you go down to McLeod and even a rookie like Flott, and they can still function, right? Um, yeah. you, you brought up Dable and Allen, and I wanted to get your perspective on, on Dable and Jones. Um, what do you think he's brought uh, to the franchise, or to I should say to Jones, um, that, that's best kind of manifests itself on the field so far? Is it being more careful? Is it um, just being able to run his offense? Because the... the you know, the difference from Jones from last year to this year has been vast, and, and Dable has a lot to do with that. But um, what do you see as, like, the main thing that Dable's brought to this to, to Jones' progression? The, the main thing is is that you can't make every play. Letting, letting, the, letting your quarterback know, hey, look, you can't make every play. When you've you're got the ball away from your body, you're trying to throw it, and you're, you're trying your best in your mind to, like, you, you're doing the best with your time and somebody's free. And they're going to get they're going to get your ball and knock it out of your hands. He's making it. Hey, tuck it down and run it. Uh, throw it out of bounds. Don't try to make every play. Understand that. And like, and look who you're throwing to. You know, know your personnel. If you got a guy that's going to beat people on routes, hit him. Like you've seen Slayton in the last game. By the end of the game, he had three guys covering him. Yeah. Yep. So like, if you know that you can't make every play, some of these guys got to. They're going to be running across the field. They got to. They got to make the play. When the ball comes to them. How it, Saquon, obviously having a big year. The last two games, not so much. A lot of people asking, you know, since he had that 35-touch game where, hey, do you think he's starting to wear down? Um, what do you think about that? Did you, did, you, did you notice any kind of difference in Saquon the last two games compared to the, the rest of the year? I think the biggest difference is, is that without, without Bellinger and being the other guy blocking uh, and no, nothing against the other tight ends. Bellinger is such a huge contributor in the run game that people don't really think about it as, as a tight end. I, I don't think they understand how big he is. And if you notice, after he kind of got injured in Jacksonville, the, the run game is slow, really kind of grind, is starting to grind to a halt. And the reason why is that when, when you have a tight end that can be an inline blocker like Bellinger, all of a sudden you have five, you have five blockers, now you have six blockers in front of you. When you have six blockers in front of you, they have to commit other extra people to try to stop you from running the ball. Because this sixth guy, he can take on a defensive end, he can take on an outside linebacker, and like safeties and corners don't get near him because they're like, he's just too big for them. So that really has affected the run game more than anything else. And that's what I've been looking at is that they need, they've tried to, we're going to put four, four, uh, three extra linemen in the game to try to run it. And sometimes that worked, but then when you put the three extra linemen in, all of a sudden everybody kind of pulls up. It's like, okay, we can put extra linemen in, but we're going to put extra people in the box just to make sure that we'll have enough people flying at him that we're going to get somebody that's going to get on him. And you basically almost have to knock everybody down for it to play to be successful. That was going to be my follow-up. Like, when they go big, how come that doesn't work? But you just answered it. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's like, amazing. The, the bigger the players you put out there, the closer they stand to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and I didn't even think about Bellinger. I, I, it's funny you say that. Like, I don't – I, I didn't think that that one guy like that, especially a rookie, could be could have such an impact. His injury have such an impact in the running game. I, I you yeah. know, I, I obviously missed him in the passing game, but um, you know, you, you bring up a great point that after Jacksonville, it did go downhill uh, after he's been hurt. Yeah, and and th- think about like the personnel you got to put in. Do you put in the regular defense because he's in the game, or do you put a guy in that can cover him in the game? Right. So right. if you're putting a guy in that can cover him, and you're running at the guy who can cover Bellinger. That guy's not gonna be able to stand up when Bellinger's trying to block him. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you got an edge. You got less guys in the play. It just makes a big difference. Yeah. Howard, getting back to Daniel, is he the future here? Do you believe that Daniel will be here for the next, well, for the for the near future? Well, you know, think think of it like this: it, it, like it's a business decision more than anything else. If they franchise him, how much money do they have to pay him? They got a lot of people to sign. 
And I, and I keep saying that I would I don't envy the job that these guys have. You know, this offseason they have a lot of people to sign. They got to figure out a lot of ways to get everybody kind of paid. And then and in the house, you know, you want to keep guys. You want to keep Saquon. You think he's a he's one of those players that's like, hey, he, he can be transcendent if he gets real. You know, he's get he's healthy now. Like, how much healthier can he get? Like, how much better is he going to be next year if he's this healthy and doing this well now? But how much are you going to have to pay him? Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, you got people like Dexter and Leonard, and, and people are their, their contracts are going to be kind of at the edge or at the end of their contracts. The only way to win in this league is to, is to draft well. So, you know, who are you going to draft to replace Daniel? You, you, you can't. All those guys will be gone. If you keep, if you win two more games, Three more games? You win three more games, you're in the playoffs. You're picking 25. Yep. And if you're, and if you're picking 25, there's no quarterbacks left that you want at 25. You want a quarterback that's going to be in the first 10 players pick. You don't want a quarterback at 25. Unless you just think he's something special. Yeah, it's, it's amazing that we say that now. We talk about it all the time. Now, all of a sudden, the Giants have guys to sign. You know, last year you looked at it, it was, right, who are we going to resign? Does, does anyone even make a second contract? But now yeah. it's, oh, my God, can we keep Love? Can we keep Lawrence? We're going to have to figure out Andrew Thomas. Do we keep Jones? Big yeah. Saquon. So it's a nice problem to have now as compared to, you know, previous years where it was, you know, Sterling Shepard was like the only draft pick who got a second contract. Yeah, and it's going to be hard to sign them all because that's not the way the right. salary cap works. It, like uh, Kenny Galladay, uh, he has one more year on his contract. That's a big cap. Yeah. Big cap number that Kenny's got. If, if, if Kenny – if they were like go to Kenny and say, "Hey, you know, you haven't been doing great, and we understand we're gonna try, we keep trying to work in, but we'd like to rework your contract yeah. to try to save some cap." Right. Then Kenny has to be the good guy and say, "Okay, I'll do it," but why would he give back money? Right. So he has to make a decision: Do I want to get as much as I can get from the team, yep. or do that? Do I say like I'm upset because I didn't think you used me right, and you just take the cap hit? I'll work from somewhere yeah. else. That those are things that happen. Guys, guys, some guys are like, okay, I'll try, and then other guys are like, I want out. Howard, yes. Saquon, um, second contracts for running backs. Does it scare you? I mean, you look at the league, and not many really have worked out second contracts. Zeke is not really the same back. He's still good. Don't get me wrong. You see McCaffrey; mm-hmm. he might not play this Sunday. His knees acting up again. Mm-hmm. Um, to me. It's a tough call because Saquon is everything you want in a giant. Don't get me wrong. But those second contracts of running backs could be scary. And how much do you go with a running back? What do you, how do you feel I, about you know, giving that running back a second contract? That's going to be pretty big numbers. It's, it's just hard. Uh, and I know they want him. I know, that, I know he's like, quote, unquote, a great giant and everything. I know they want to be, you know, the way, the way I listen to them talk about him. You know, they're just the hints are, hey, we'd really like to keep Saquon in in the fold, but what's he going to demand? Right. You know, the conversation is going to be, hey, Saquon, look at my numbers. You know, he could he if he has two more breakout games, he could be in the running to be the you know the the rushing leader for the for the season. That's great and everything, but what what are they going to say to him? You know, this is the first year you've been healthy. What's to say you're going to be healthy year two, three, and four? And they'll, they'll say, like, if you want to go test the market, you can. But if we make a decision and go in a different direction, it's on you. And so that's probably how they're going to have to negotiate with him. That's not saying that's what they'll do, but that's what that's basically how the negotiations work. Absolutely. Like the one thing, the one thing that's, that's quote unquote a negative about you, it is highlighted constantly when someone's talking about giving you money. Yeah. And like you said, there's going to be some other guys they're going to have to sign. How much does yeah. Joe Shane and Dable, how much do they value that running back position? And we all know they value Saquon as a person mm-hmm. and as a player. They love Saquon. We all know that, Howard. We're in a building. People, great, people great talk. Guy. Everybody knows that. I mean, how could you not love Saquon? He's a great kid. I know him per, you know, I know him for being a lot. He he's the face of the franchise. We we get that, but how much will Joe Shane and Dable value a running back position? How much are you looking to go, Howard? I mean, are you going to, you know, he's going to ask for McCaffrey type number 15, 16, 17 range. And Howard, mm-hmm. listen, buddy, I love Saquon, but there's no way in hell I give a running back that type of money on a second contract when you could get 
valuable running backs all over the draft, buddy. And that league, and this league has proven that. Yeah, like the kid from Alabama, depending on how fast he runs, could be a second or a third round right. pick. Uh, he could turn around on a club four three forty, and he might jump up the board a little bit. But he'll be in position for a team that wants to draft to draft him. Uh, meaning the Giants, uh, the kid out of Texas is going to be one of those guys. The kid out of out of Michigan is one of those guys. There are Howard, a lot of backs. Howard, 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 we're going to be looking at a kid Sunday from your out from your old school. Was a third round pick in Brian Robinson. How's he doing? Yeah. He's doing. Great, I mean, the kid was shot, and here he is. Look at him. You would never even think it. The point yeah. being is that you know, third round, second round, fourth round, fifth. You you know, you get yeah. these guys on rookie deals. Are you really going to spend? And, and and you know, people are going to be like after this, Howard. They're going to be like, "Come on, Chris, are you crazy?" It's Saquon. I get that, but it's the big picture. Salary cap. It's building the future. Are you really going to? Splash 15, 14, 15, 16 million running back, second contract. Howard, I don't think I could do it, bud. But also think about how many guys, if you look at the running back list, there are going to be free agents coming up yeah. this coming yeah, year. Right. So that's that's the other thing that, that, that is weighing against Saquon. So he'll have to make a decision with, with guys like, I think, Kareem Hunt is, is trying to get out of, trying to get yeah. out of Cleveland. Yeah. And you got all these other like backs that are similar to or just as explosive. And some of them are really healthy. You know, have been healthy the entire time. You got uh, uh, guys like Jacobs out of the Raiders. Like, he's not going to come in high ticket. Like, they're 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 being moved on from, so to speak. They're almost all in the same position as Saquon. So, if these guys start, you know, hey, I just want to play. I got to make my contract more incentivized instead of taking money up front. That then those guys will be more attractive to people. So that's kind of what rookie contracts are anyway. All right, guys, we're going to take a break with Howard Cross and the Giant Insider Podcast. We'll be right back after this. Hang on one second. And we are back. You're listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Chris Bizignano and Jerry Foley and our special guest, Super Bowl champion Howard Cross. Howard, um, on offense, obviously, the, the easy answer is, look, they need an outside threat or another outside threat, right? They need a number one receiver. Mm-hmm. What else do you see um, – that they need, you know, is it offensive line depth? Is it upgraded guard center? Well, you know, early on, the guards were having a hard time. The return of Nick Gates, that's another guy that his contract's up. Yeah. Uh, phenomenal. He's going to be moving and grooving, and, and the Giants got to figure out, you know, can we keep him or some other team? Because teams are going to look watch the way he's playing. You know, he's pulling from the center position and blowing guys up on the edge. He's like he's he's nasty a little bit when he's playing, and he like he wasn't playing for so long that when he comes back he's really effective. That's gonna be a guy you gotta think about. So if you can get Nick Nick Gates, do you put back in the center that was there before? Like uh, you you have to think about that. So if I'm trying to draft something offensively, you need to draft a receiver, of course, but you want to make sure that. The receivers are useful by being able to protect your quarterback and your running back. If you can block for them, and you can get those guys in the third and fourth round this year that maybe can play, you know, they might be able to like a Zoodle kind of guys that can come in, show up, and be effective, and and almost from from day one. The first rounders, again, I'm not sure which guy that you're going to bring in that's going to be rated that high. Even Neil's going to get better as he goes. You got Thomas is playing lights out except for last week these guys are gonna get better and better so you have your two bookends you just got to make sure that maybe one or two guys in the middle you may want to figure out how to how to fix fix it up and like i said the draft's going to be based on we need outside threat we need somebody to throw the ball yeah and and i still haven't given up on matt pert because of the job that bobby johnson's done with this line i'd like to see what he can do and develop Mm -hmm. with him mckethan went down early we don't even know what we have with him so there are some other options Mm -hmm. i was just curious as to how you felt about aside from receiver um what else should be upgraded or or what you see as the biggest need to upgrade those those are going to be the guys are going to be the biggest the biggest need and and that's going to be the biggest thing for them and then it kind of hinges on what Saquon does, how much money he wants. You're going to need to get a quality back, whether it be via draft or picking up one of the free agents at a rate that's you know more comfortable for what the Giants need. So it, that's you got two, you know, you got your run your run game needs to be kind of re- prepared and repaired a little bit. And then again, the outside threat, no matter how many guys we talk about, 
they're going to need outside threat. They need a guy that they can throw the ball to and not worry about. I mean, Slayton is, is awesome, but if he starts getting triple teamed and stuff and people start shading the defenses towards him, somebody else is going to have to step yeah. up. Howard, let's go to the other side of the ball a little bit. Thibodeau, tell us what you mm-hmm. tell us what you think about him. Uh, he obviously is coming off his best game in Dallas, where he he basically dominated up front. I know he didn't get any sacks, but he had five hits. He was really affecting mm-hmm. that pocket, Howard. Um, what do you think about him? And you know what from the beginning of the year to now, his progress and basically overall as a player, Howard. What do you think about him? So he's a great kid. He's got some good explosions and some quicks when he gets off the ball. And you have to remember that uh, he got hurt in the preseason game. and He was out for a few weeks yeah. uh, leading into the season. So the way that I view football and is that it takes about three to four weeks for you to get your legs back under you. Right. And as he gets his legs back under him, you can see what kind of player he actually really is now. Right. The explosion and stuff. In the Dallas game, they actually tackled him to the ground four times. They only threw one flag on it, but ta- literally tackled him to the ground. And I'm like, that's that's amazing. There are plays where he they send the, the tackle, the tight end, and, and the back is sliding over to trying to to affect him. He ran over all three of them one time and put a hit on the quarterback. He's he you know the kid's got a great motor. He he's fast. He's explosive. He he plays a lot bigger than he is. So he he's doing all the right things. The sacks are going to start coming. Especially if they don't have to like, if they get one other guy on the edge that can just require you to pay attention to him. He doesn't have to be great. Just need somebody that you require to pay attention to. And then Thibodeau's going to like. You think Ojolari can be that guy? I think he has been in the past, but again, you draft a guy with a bad knee, and then you're going to you're going to wait around for him to get healthy. He's almost on a pitch count, regardless of. How well he feels. He, he, he had a bad knee before. He's going to have a bad knee. What about putting on the, the 15 pounds of muscle? Do you think that – I know that sounds good, but, you know, he had the calf injury. you think that contributed to that as, as well? Again, the, the way the kids train today is so much different than what we did. Like, we, we did everything from, from playing basketball leagues to, you know, doing whatever we were, probably weren't supposed hmm. to be doing, but we were training. But our training was, like, more power lifting and – more static stuff. Today's today's athletes they they stretch in what they call uh, for what do you call it, the motion when they're stretching. They don't sit down like hold positions and let the muscle elongate. So it's a different technique. Uh, everybody's kind of gone to it. Uh, it's more of a track style, um, you know, mechanical motion thing. Uh, I think that hurts some of the players. I I, I don't know how to explain it other than. You keep seeing all these injuries, all these non-contact injuries and stuff. I think it just hurts them, and you have to be able to. The other thing that's, that's hurt them, and there's nothing anyone can do about it, is the idea that you don't need to have contact practice. Like, oh, we don't need pads on. We don't need to do this. We don't need to do that. Your body is it's it's like playing baseball almost. You're standing out in the outfield. Somebody hits a hits a hard ball in your direction. And you have to run to get it. If you're cold, you're, you could pull something or hurt something, and that's kind of what I'm looking at. I'm like, it's just, I don't know how no, to explain it other than like, for that. Yeah. It, 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 it just, I'm not a doctor, and I don't want to, you know, make make out like I am, but that's how I view it. Like, I, you don't pull. We didn't see as many pulls back then. Like, think about how fast Deion Sanders, Daryl Green, and all these guys yeah. were. I don't never remember any Jerry Rice. I don't remember any of these guys ever having a hamstring. No. Howard, I've, to- I've talked about this with Carl Banks numerous times. And Carl has said it. Last year during the Eagle game, Mike Quick came over. And he was having the same comment. It was me, him, and Mike Quick. Me, Carl, and Mike Quick. Mm-hmm. Talking about the quad injuries, Howard. And talking about yeah. how these guys train all year round. And Mike Quick said the same thing as Carl did. He's like, okay, they're training all year round. But are they football training? Are they football training? Because all you see is Carl, uh, Howard, excuse me. I have never seen so many quad injuries and hamstrings in my life. I've got to be honest with you, in the right. last few years. So I get these guys are training 12 months a year. I don't think that's good either. But are they prepared? Are they training football-wise? And, and you have to question that, I, I, Howard, what I, they're doing. I, I, I don't know what, what, the, what the regiments are. I know that everybody who has a little space that they can put up 
has guys they have guys over training i'm not sure what all the motions are and what they're doing i'm telling you uh, squats cleans uh bench presses pulls things that were like explosive type drills that we did they just don't really do them as much anymore and it's just a different but that's how i grew up on i had people coming in when they came to i had that in alabama i had that with the giants and i had people when they would come to the giants like this is crazy lifting. I'm like, yeah, but they, Phil Sims was like a rock. He was so strong. Like, like you're looking at this, and it just, it's just different. Different. You world. think the players' union has kind of hurt this game a little bit, Howard, with the non-contact practices and only so many padded practices in camp. You know, there's no more. You know, to obviously the two days are long gone, and during the week, like they put the pads on yesterday for the first time in three weeks. And do you think they? Yeah. You know, I know the players' union has. Yeah, you know they're about to look out for the players. I get that, but you think it's kind of hurt the game a little bit? I think that that when you're doing some the players' union and trying to figure things out, I think you need like players that are ex- existing players, maybe some senior players that are not there anymore to actually talk to people about what's going on. Like everybody's not Aaron Rodgers who doesn't need to practice. Right. Like you need to practice. Uh, I, I equate it to um, boxing. If you want to fight somebody, you have to you have to spar the guy with the same kind of technique to learn how to fight the person that you're going to fight. Right. Football is a little bit the same way. You're trying to spar against people who are who are emulating the people you're going to play against. If they put plays on a card, they want you to do them like the guy that, that you're going to play against. You can't really do that without pads and stuff. You can go through the steps and the motions, but your body's not going to be in the same angle. You're not going to be at the same pace. Your handwork may not be in the same, may not even be the same because you're going to be trying not to poke somebody in the eye or, you know, break a finger, getting your hands caught in their jerseys. It's just different. So I, I don't know how to explain it. I think that they did themselves a disservice by, by doing it and this whole thing about safety and we want to protect the players and all this stuff. By the time, you know, that, but before I'm, I'm 55, before I'm 60, they'll be playing 18-game schedules. So that's no protecting the players in that scenario. That Look, I agree with you, Howard. I mean, I don't want to hear about protecting the players if you're going to agree to a 17-18 game schedule. Yeah. Howard, I'm, look, Jerry will tell you, man. Jerry agree with me too, man. I, I've been on that soapbox for two years. Forget about Roger Goodell. They could give a crap less about the players. Yeah. All they worry about is money. But like you said, you're a players' union. I, I don't want to hear about it, Howard, if you're going to agree to an, a 17 game, which they did, and you know 18's coming down the pike, brother. Yeah. So. And like it, the, the, the preseason games were back in the, in the day was you, you played the first quarter into the second mm-hmm. quarter. You played the first half. You played three quarters. In the fourth game, you know, you wanted to see what it felt like to, to play again, like to have a real burst. Now they're just like, okay, no one's going to play. Yeah. We can't afford or we can't we can't risk anyone getting hurt. I'm like, but it's actually football that you're Thank playing. You. you should be playing and bumping into guys and, and learning how to brace yourself. Yeah. And, and you need to see somebody moving at full speed because you don't have a lot of that in practice. Thank you, Howard Quartz. Jerry's laughing because Jerry knows it's going to come out of my mouth. I, I go through this every preseason, Howard, um, where <laughs> – a guy like Sean McVay won't play starters the whole preseason, right, Howard? And I, I'll say to Jerry, I'll be like, why are we not effing playing these guys' snaps? <laughs> they have to play in two weeks. They haven't had a full uh, – uh, uh, they haven't had a snap yet. It's, I think it's, it's, I think hard, it's ludicrous, Howard. It's hard, yeah, it's hard to get your body in – it's hard to get your body used to moving that fast. You try to emulate it, but like they say about everybody, you don't get game speed until you're actually in game speed. Yeah. How would, look, you're a straight shooter, always have been. You say like it is after giant games or during the course of a giant game. So I'm going to ask you a question. Wink Martindale, give me the good wink and then give me the bad wink. What do you mean by that? Okay, look, good wink, very aggressive. The bad wink at times where he could stick with something like we might have saw last week with with Donnie Holmes and kind of sticking with a man and, you know, Kind of watching C.D. Lamb get after it a little bit and not really adjusting to it. To me, last week I put a little tweet out there saying, ah, this is a little bit of the bad wink at times where he's just going to stick with what he wants to do. Tell, 
talk about him, how you know, and Mike Martindale. I, I just think they didn't they didn't have anybody, guys. They had their two starting corners down. They had one other guy that was trying to rotate in. I think he went down. And you had Holmes. Holmes was like out of all of them, he's probably the best chance to cover uh, to cover him. If if you don't have him, you're gonna put one of the other guys in, and that's gonna be even harder. When they train and they do all the, the you're doing the math in your head, and you're trying to figure out why is this guy on him. Start looking at the field. Like you got a guy who is playing; he's a rookie, playing outside. If you move him inside, he has to know a whole bunch of new. Where am I supposed to be? Who am I going to cover? They're running a stack defense. Which guy in the stack do I have? And like when it's happening at full speed, it's hard to do. And the thing that what, what Dallas did. But you have to think about the way that they really got to the Giants is that third quarter. It's like, okay, we're going to run a 17-play drive. They didn't mean to run a 17-play drive, but they ran a 17-play drive. And a lot of it was no huddle. So if it's no huddle, you have no subs, it, it's right. it. So the offense automatically has to come out and find a way to, to have an eight- or nine-play drive so the guys on the sideline can like start to you know relax Guys are falling down, catching cramps, going to the locker room. They just got worn out. And that's not a wink thing. That's just who else you got to play. So on (laughs) on the defensive side of the ball, Howard, uh, you know, the Giants blitz pretty much more than anybody, but the sacks aren't there. What are you seeing? Are you seeing that the the guys blitzing are taking the wrong gaps? Is the talent just not there to get to the quarterback? Is the quarterback just getting rid of the ball? Like, what's the overall theme as to why we're not getting there, even though we blitz the most? Yeah, but but we're blitzing the most because we can't. We don't have the personnel to get there. We we do have some interior guys that are that are picking it up and make some plays. Like I said again, eventually, Thibodeau is going to start getting there a little bit sooner. The blitz comes like you have to understand that. The blitz is the blitz, and it's meant to force the guy to throw the ball to a certain side to try to hold up or make the, the play shorter. It's not meant for guys to catch the ball deep down the field. If the blitz is picked up, then the quarterback doesn't have to worry about it. He can just throw the ball wherever. If the blitz is really coming and pressuring him, he has to throw the ball short to get rid of it quick. And teams that we're playing, they see it coming. They know it's coming. A guy will take one step forward. They're not ever faking a blitz. They lean forward, they're coming. And then you block him, block him. I got this guy. No matter what, I'm the quarterback. I'll take him. I'll put the furthest guy out and try to give myself time to throw it, which means one of you guys are going to have to get the ball and make your route perfect. Howard, these two games in Washington in three weeks obviously going to be huge. Um, how do you, you know, when you look at this Washington team, you know, what do you see from them? And do you feel the Giants will make the playoffs this year? I don't, I, I don't, I don't like predicting way past the one game. I think what's going to happen in this game coming up is that Washington's going to try to impose their will on the Giants from the offensive line or defensive line standpoint. Robinson has given them, like I said, he, he kind of gave them their name and who they, who they are. He, he gave them an identity. He's a powerful run between the tackles, kind of back. He, that's who he was at Alabama. He was patient at Alabama and just waited and waited. He's from Tuscaloosa. And when he finally got his chance, you know, he wasn't what we would call some blazing burner that everybody was like, oh, wow, this kid's going to be great. He was just consistent, consistent, consistent. And that's what you're going to see in the game. They're going to have to get to him early and often, try to stop him from getting started. And if they can do that and put them behind the chains a couple times, They'll have a shot. If they can't do that, it's going to be a long game. And they are a completely different team with Heineke as opposed to Wentz. I just, it seems like they've really rallied around this guy. Well, they're rallied around him, but I'm telling you, that running back has really changed the floor of that game. It makes Heineke's job really easy. That game plan they had against the Eagles a couple of weeks ago, Howard was, I thought that was incredible. What they wanted to do, and they just yeah. shortened the sticks, third and two, third with Robinson and Gibson and. Uh, like you said, Howard, that's what you see. That's who they are. That's what the Giants want to do. They want to mm-hmm. run the ball, too, and that's what Washington wants to do. These two teams kind of mirror yeah. each other, uh, Howard, you know. Um, and you, yeah, but I think that the Washington got better guys on the outside. Well, they have the better receivers. But yeah, obviously McLaurin and, and so That is the difference, no question, offensive-wise. 
So that, that means that you can't squeeze eight guys down tight in the box and be within eight yards of the line of scrimmage. you got to put people out to cover them, make sure they're in the right spot, and you got to take what you get on the inside. So it, that's why there have, people are going to have – the Giants are going to have a hard time with Washington because they are not built the same way that the other teams are. They're more of the – almost a Derrick Henry Tennessee team kind of moment where, you know, they've got one really big-time receiver – no, that's 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 the way Tennessee is. This team is, hey, look, you spread out over here, you spread out over here. I dare you not to cover them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are you gonna do with the safeties? I dare you not to. Don't don't cover them. I'm gonna bring everybody down to make sure you can't run the ball. Cool. All right, we're gonna take one more break, guys. Let me see you. Let me we'll be see. right back after this with Howard Cross. Let me Hang see. on one second. <laughs> and we're back. You're listening to the Giant Insider podcast with special guest Howard Cross. Um, Howard, this Sunday's game is like the biggest since probably 2016 uh, at, at MetLife Stadium. Mm-hmm. Crowd's going to be crazy. Um, simplistically, just to, to break it down as, as simple as you possibly can, what do the Giants need to do to be successful to beat this team? Well, the, the simple thing is going to be they got to first find a way to stop the run and, and put the put the game totally in Heineke's, Heineke's hands. I think that he, he's done a good job, but it hasn't been one of those games where he's had to throw the ball, you know, 30 times more. If, he, if they have to throw the ball more than 30 times, then the Giants have a great chance of winning, like a great chance. From an offensive standpoint, they have to just be consistent. If, you know, I don't want to rush Bellinger back because a broken eye socket is a broken eye socket. That's that orbital bone thing. Is, that's freaky to me. And, I, and my son had it in, in high school, let me, let me tell you. Not not yeah. something you want to deal with, but if he is able to come back because they, they did put the plate in and everything, and he could help, it's gonna it's gonna change the trajectory of the run game. Uh, it's gonna change the trajectory of the passing game. Now all of a sudden, you can't just run three guys over to cover Slayton. You got to be paying attention to Bellinger. Uh, if we're paying attention to Bellinger, we could actually run behind Bellinger. Or if he gets on one side, the team's the defense is gonna slant a little bit to him. That means you can go to the other side. It's gonna make a lot of difference. So if he's back, big help offensively, and if the defense can make Heineke be one, make their defense offense be one-dimensional where they are, they're throwing the ball mostly, they got a good shot. Even though the corners are young, they're pretty good cover guys. Howard, we we all know about Lennon and Dexter, what kind of years they're having on the inside. Washington has two guys I know you know about them, Alabama guys, and Payne yeah. and Allen, yeah, man, they are real. dominating up front too. How much of a problem are these two guys? <coughs> Well, the problem for us because, like, our, you know, Gates will do – he'll be serviceable. He'll be able to handle them. I think as long as he can, you know, play and stand up the whole game, which I think he'll be able to. But the other two guards are going to have – they're going to have a lot of work to do to, to be able to, to play against these guys. And that's, if you've watched games, we have problems. We have problems in the interior. Not so much except for last game when the tackles was mostly the interior where, where our issues come from when guys come through the line and make plays. And if it's not a defensive lineman, it's great, but it can't be a linebacker either. you got to be able to, to plug those holes, have, like we called when we used to play the tip of the spear, be pointing across their line of scrimmage, and might be able to get the 33 yards and 34 yards. Uh, if you can do that, it's, it's going to be a great, great game. But they are more than a handful, believe me. You don't sound that optimistic, Howard, i got to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't like. I don't give like, no, predictions of like what could happen. <laughs> and the reason why is, look, look at Green Bay. Sure, they're they're atrocious. Look, yeah. look at the Rams. Look at look at the whole NFC West and AFC West, where we thought this was going to be like these big these <laughs> big divisions, and all of a sudden the NFC East is leading everything, and it goes week to week. No one thought the Giants could beat Tennessee. No one thought it, that they would even be close. Yeah. Right, that's that's one of their one of their marquee wins. Nobody thought when we went to Green Bay that like, oh man, you know I'm like I was like you guys been watching Green Bay like they they're in they're in disarray. They're like oh I don't know. I'm like you don't know when guys are going to figure it out when they're going to get together when they're not going to get together. Washington is trying to figure it out. The Giants, like I said, you get a lot of bodies back and all of a sudden they just look like a different. Yeah, team. that's what I'm holding my that's what my I'm hanging my hat on. The guys coming back and now I yeah. think you have me more excited about Bellinger's return if he comes back this week. Uh, than anybody could have before, but yeah. um, you know Neil and 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 Ron Bredesen probably not, but Ojolari at least the, at least the threat of someone mm-hmm. on the other side of Thibodeau helping. But 
I'm excited these guys are coming back, yeah. and that's why I'm thinking, you know, this is going to, it's going to be a very close game, I would imagine. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. I don't, I don't think it's going to be like anything. They're going to look at the Giants. They're going to say, we need to yeah. run the ball against the Giants. If we can run the ball against the Giants, we've got a chance of beating them. We can wear their defense out because, like I said, you can tell that there's a huge drop-off when, when, when Dexter and, and Williams are not in the game. And when Lenny and Dex aren't in the game, yeah. there's a drop-off. There's a drop-off for a reason. These two guys are like Pro Bowl, probably all pro players almost this year, the way they're playing. If you don't have them in the game and, and you need to spell them a bunch, that could be an issue. The only reason you don't have them in the game is because you're running the ball and you're not, you know, you're not able to get off the field. But they get, like I said, they get some three and outs, a couple more, and the offense can do something with the three and out. It could be, it could be a really. Good I would game. I think Daniel is going to be a big part of this game with those zone reads. I really do. Uh, I think his legs are going to be a big part. Mariota last week was really hurting Washington with those zone reads, and they were hurting him. Well, Cordell Patterson and the kid Algier, they were hurting him with those outside stretch zones. Um, I think that's where the Giants yeah. are going to have to go Sunday. I think they will effectively. I think Daniels is going to have to do some things with his legs this week, and I think he will. I think the Giants are going to win a close one. I really, that's my opinion. How would I, I think we all could agree, basically, right, that it's going to be somewhat of a 17, 20 to 17, some that type of game. Yeah, I mean, I think there was like 50. I don't think weather's going to be a factor Sunday at all. But that's where you're going to have to attack these guys. Um, obviously, up the middle with Payne and Allen is very difficult. Um, and mm-hmm. they're, they're leading tackle. Cole Holcomb still out there, linebacker. But, you know, the kid Davis is doing some good things. But I think Daniel's going to be a big part of this game, Howard, with his legs. Yeah, I think they're going to move the pocket, keep Daniel, you know, keep Daniel on the edge with the option to run. I think it's going to be interesting to see if they do what Dallas try to do, where Dallas send a screamer up the field, ignoring the running back to run at the quarterback. That's when you know they're running the RPOs and trying to throw the ball outside, and you see Daniel, he can't throw the ball straight because the guy's running right in his face. Has to change the arm angle to the outside, trying to flip it around the guy a lot to try to get the ball out. And throw it inside them, and it's just hard. It's hard to do. That, that's that's the that's the defeat of it. The reason why they didn't do it back in my day because Carl Banks tackled the quarterback. If he runs more than a yard forward, hit him, and the quarterbacks they start pitching the ball early. They they start like I don't yeah, know. He's going to hit me every time. Like <laughs> it, it just changes how it looks. Jerry, yeah, I know Howard. Listen, we. Uh... Uh, I mean, yeah, appreciate we want to th- thank you so much for joining. Uh, this was awesome. And, and I'll be honest, man, educational. Uh, I, I learned a lot listening to you talk about the game and even just what you said with, with, yeah. with Jones' arm angle. Like, that's not something I never would have thought of before. But uh, you're a real student of the game, man. I want to thank you for this. It was, I think everybody's going to enjoy this. And uh, you're the man for coming on. I really appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. No problem, guys. You yeah, Howard, hope to night. see you Sunday, bud. Uh, be good. All right. And, um, I think they're going to win a close one, buddy. I, I, I feel it Sunday, so. I'm really pulling for it. Howard, thanks again, my man. I'll see you hopefully Sunday. Thanks, bud. Take care, man. All right, see you guys later. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed that with Howard Cross. We still have our pick segment, but uh, I don't know, Chris. I, you know, I felt like I was I'm getting a feeling. I'm getting a feeling Howard thinks they they might lose Sunday. <laughs> yeah, he just wasn't enthusiastic. It was funny. He just wasn't enthusiastic, and that's why I was joking. I am, I am enthusiastic about this game. We'll get into it with the I, picks, Jerry. I, I, I feel I better about how, that. I think Howard feels they maybe don't match up that well, or that he's concerned about you know guys like McClellan. I can see what he's getting at, but four number one picks along the defensive line, <laughs> whatever um, it is. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. but I, I saw some things though. I was really watching that game against Atlanta, and I went back a few games previous. And obviously, if you know watching them, they've been on TV, you know, mm-hmm. a few times this year, and that Eagle game and all that. Yeah, and I get it. I think that Eagle game, people are looking at it like. The Giants are going to lose. Look what they did to the Eagles. But they should have lost last week. Jimmy. Oh, they should have. Mariota. Yeah, they should totally should have lost. And Atlanta, last, to, last me, to me, Arthur Smith and Atlanta, you know, they just don't have the real, they just didn't really, they exposed some things I think the Giants could really do against them. And like I was just talking with Howard, Nick Gates talking to him this week, he seemed to have a little gleam in, a little gleam in the eye. Like they feel they could do some things with this really? game plan. Okay. I'm just telling you, dude. Right. Of course, you got to go out and play and you got to execute. But I like the way they were talking. And it's pretty funny because I was talking with Nick 
And it was like, yo, Nick, you know, not for nothing. I said, I was watching the game. I said, that outside zone is going to be all day. They only go with two linebackers and their, their, their leading tackle is not playing. You know, so, and he was just like, we really feel confident in his game plan. Oh. You know? So, um, not mentioning that, he just, the, there's a, even talking with Daniel yeah. yesterday, you kind of get the feeling that they feel pretty confident of what they want to accomplish against this Washington defense, which is very talented, as we all know, Jerry, up front. You know, Kendall Fuller is playing some pretty good football in the back end, too, which is a surprise to me. Yep. Uh, But they're they're probably going to have to go to rookie again at the other corner. Um, And the story is going to be, look, Jerry, trying to run up the middle on these guys on a consistent basis doing gap runs is probably not going to work too much with Allen and Payne. Right. And Javon Davis is playing pretty good at linebacker. But I see, you know, I can see the zone reads being there with Daniel. I you you see, tweeted yeah. that after that game was over or, right. or in the fourth I could quarter. See, yeah. I could see um, the stretch zones, the outside zones, yeah. working with Saquon on these guys. I think that's where they're going to have to get them. Yep. The Giants were basically a gap running team. They've run more gap than zone. Mm-hmm. And then they turned around and ran a little more zone the last few weeks. With, but I, I think they're going to run more zones this week. And I think Daniel's legs are going to be a factor, bro. Uh, I think they're going to need Daniel's legs, Jerry. <coughs> Excuse me, to move the ball on these guys and get some chunk plays and open, maybe open up some things for them. So, so don't um, give your score yet. We'll give that last. But uh, right. you know, I love what right. you're thinking. I love it. Um, right. Yeah, I, I look. I, I got pumped when I saw your tweet last week because you know football, Chris. And I, when you said that, I was like, all right, oh, I'm feeling better you. about this. And then Howard Cross got me down a little, and now you lifted me back up. <laughs> <laughs> How's Howard Cross? No, I gotta talk to you. Howard Cross? No. Howard, what are you doing? Come on, he's talking arm angles and teaching me about the blitz. I'm like, this is awesome, dude. I whatever. I think it's still so great. We talk to these ex Giants and they, uh, whatever. It's so good. Anyway, well, Howard's there. You know, yeah, no, it's phenomenal. He's on the sideline. He's that's why I like talking with him because he's he's there. He's zeroed in, man. He's locked in. He's he's watching these games. He's there on the sideline. You know, right? It's ridiculous. Um, uh, he, he didn't bite on my uh, on my wink thing. I, I was like, no, oh, I know. We got to do something with CD Lamb here. You know, what I mean, we got to bracket him or something. We can't just let this guy. But so I wasn't going to start get into it, Howard. But yeah. he didn't agree with me with that wink. Yeah, and when, I, also, when I asked him about the blitz, so, he didn't he didn't eye roll me, but it was almost like, oh, you're such a novice. Like they're waiting for the blitz, you idiot. Yeah. So <laughs> the anyway. look on his face was like, well, that's yeah. cute. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, uh, good stuff from Howard, his yeah, perspective on things. And, great guy. Uh, you know, his insight and everything like that, um, which is great <laughs> because Howard is there every week on the sideline. So, yeah. Um, all right, Jerry. So, uh, yeah, man. So, know, we're tied, dude. We're tied. Let's get. We're tied. All right. We're so, tied. It's so, December football now. It's <laughs> crunch time. Yeah, this is where Chris steps away. But last no, week. No, usually. No, no, no. Yeah, this no, is your year, bro. You're, you're right there. Last right there, week, bro. you had. I, it was funny. I'm sitting to listen to it, and I'm like, I picked the Bears, and I'm my whole reason was Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, neither played. Mm-hmm. You won mm-hmm. anyway. You got that one, and then uh, I picked the, the Steelers. So that was the only difference. Everything else, I think we had oh, the same. Oh, good pick. Good yeah. pick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, you funny, picked the Steelers. Wow. But good. funny though, Monday, a friend of mine asked me, "Who do you like tonight?" I said the Colts. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's so, funny. I it changed. I guess over the course of four days, I thought, "Now nah, the Colts are going to run all over the Steelers." Uh, right. I guess it's the day right. you get me. All right. So, all right, week 13, tomorrow night, good one. Yeah. Well, rivalry. Bills at Patriots. Nah, it's a good one. You know, it's a good one. Uh, but I'll go with the Bills. Same. Same here. Bills. Uh, yeah. Sunday at 1, Packers at Bears. Ooh. I don't know if Field's going to play. That's uh, all. Packers. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, I think Rodgers probably will. I'll go with the Packers. I'm going to go with the Bears at home. Um... Rodgers looked really like he was sore that the other night, man. He looked like yeah, he was hurting. Holy yeah, cow. Um, and that Eagle defense, Chris, they can be had. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, Steelers at Falcons. I'm going to go uh, Steelers. Go I'm going to ride the Steelers. I'm going to go Steelers. There you go. All yeah. right. I'm going to go to Atlanta at home. Um, Kenny Pickett, are you more impressed with him than you thought you'd be? No, I liked him. You liked him? Okay, I didn't know if he was. Oh, no, I liked he, him coming out of Pitt. Yeah. I, yeah, I liked him. Yeah. Yeah, no, he was. Yeah, you know, you know. Looks like they found I another like, one. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to put him in Ben's class yet, but if you think he's not their future, if you think they're not high on him, you're out of your mind. Yeah, this <laughs> isn't Mason Rudolph. He's getting this better is... and better, bro. He's yeah. getting better and better. Yeah. And he could run, which Ben couldn't do. You know? That's right. I mean, this, this kid could get the hell out of the pocket and run. Yep. 
So no, nah, I think the Steelers are pretty happy with him. <laughs> his hands are small though. Got small <laughs> hands. Uh, Jets at Vikings. You know, it's incredible, Jerry. We're only a couple months away from that freaking fantasy landing and listening to people I know. break down every draft pick. It's comical. Good. Short arms, long arms, long legs, yeah, short legs, yeah. small yep. hands. Four toes, three fingers. <laughs> His head's too big. <laughs> Jets at Vikings. I'd not say easy. Uh, this is not easy. No. Uh, this Mike Jet White, team, baby. Uh, this Jet team is good, man. Yeah. Um, Look, I don't think White's... Look, this is the worst pass defense in the league, though, the Vikes. They're tough at home. Um, I think Dalvin Cook could be the difference in this one. I'll go with the Vikes at home. But we're not surprised with the Jets going in and beat them, man. We're not. But I'll go with the Vikes at home. Man, I want to take the Jets. You want to go with the Jets? I see it. I really do. I'm going to go with the Jets on the road. Mike White on the road. Um, I just don't believe in the Vikings, man. I know, I know my, yeah. my niece is probably right. listening. She's a big Vikings fan. I'm sorry, Alyssa, but I just, I'm not a, I'll never believe in Kirk Cousins. I, I just won't. I, sooner or later, he's, it's not going to, it's just, it's going to, it's going to fold for him every year. Uh, I'm not a Kirk Cousins guy. Watch, he'll throw for 500 against us on Christmas Eve, but uh, I'm going with the Jets. Jaguars at Lions. Two teams go that won't Detroit. go away. You go Detroit? Yeah, I, I like the way Detroit's playing. Even last week at Thanksgiving, they lost a tough one to Buffalo last second there. Uh, I know Jacksonville's coming off a pretty impressive win, too. I'll go with the Lions at home. Same. I'll stick with the Lions. Um, Titans at Philly. I'm going to go with the Titans, bro. Are you? I think, listen, Mike Vrabel coming off a loss. He's going to have these guys fired up. Running. I think they're going to punch, like the Redskins did a couple weeks ago. Yes. I think they're going to punch the Eagles in the mouth with Derrick Henry. I think they're going to shorten the game, keep that Eagle offense off the field. Um, I like the Titans going in Philly and beating them. No A.J. Brown revenge? What do you think? I, I don't really – look, I, I think A.J. could do some – probably fumble again. No, I think he'll do some good things. You know, look, don't get me wrong, but, you know, Derrick Henry went for 39 yards last week. I don't see that happening again. Um, the Eagles – look, the Eagles have been getting off some yards, even against the Packers last week, you know. Um, I, I just think Mike. Look, I love Mike Vrabel. These guys, they, they street ball you every game. I think they're going to go in here and make it a street ball. I think they're going to keep possession of the ball like they, like Washington did a couple weeks ago. And they're going to come out of there with an upset win. I love it. I will go with the Eagles so I ensure that your pick is right. I, I love it. Love it. Love it. Hope you're right. I'll go with the Eagles though. Browns at Texans. Browns. I'll go with the Browns and Deshaun Watson. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think the Texans could beat anybody anymore though. Yeah, I'm the same. I'll, we'll I'll probably lose that one now. <laughs> yeah, right. Watch it when I can. Yeah. Broncos at Ravens. Ravens at home. Oh, Bron- my God. Broncos are a mess. Ravens, yeah. So, Chris, would you trade a first, a second, a third, a fourth, another first, two mm-hmm. more firsts for Russell Wilson? No, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dolphins at 49ers. Jerry, do you realize if the yeah. Giants would have did something like that, that would have oh set the franchise back 10 oh my, years. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Ten, would have been a nightmare. Ten, the draft picks they gave up. Look at yeah. Seattle, dude. They're gonna have a top five pick, baby. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. For, and they have another number one and twos. And Seattle's gonna build a powerhouse because of this trade. Yeah, right. They could get the quarterback. They they might want to get. They might want. They they need things, and they're gonna get it in the next few drafts. I mean, you gotta trust John Schneider what he does in Seattle. They could build a powerhouse again, bro. And, you know, the Broncos going for it, it's worked out so badly. Reminds me a little of what the Rams did. They have, like, no firsts coming up. But at least they won the Super Bowl. They got their right. ring, right? right? you got to win it or you are scr- You go all in or you are screwed. Yeah. Screwed. Yeah. I, I mean, the Rams are paying that price a little bit, you know, between injuries and everything like this year. But they won it. They don't have number ones for the next hundred years probably, whatever the hell it is. Right. And they, they might not be a factor in the next – you know, they they might have their window. Depending on Matthew Stafford and uh, how they build that line, their window might have closed already, bro. Right. And I get it, but they won the Super Bowl, and I get right. it, Jerry. Right. 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 Um, but Denver was, they saw that window and they felt it was just a Russell Wilson away. Yeah. And guess right. what? It wasn't a Russell Wilson away, and they they hired a head coach that's probably going to be gone. Yeah. He's probably going to be one and done. Yeah. 
Uh, so it's just, and now, meanwhile, Seattle just gets what they got two number ones, two number twos, four players up the, you know, <laughs> and, and 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 you know, beginning of the season, Jerry, Seattle wasn't saying to themselves, oh, we could have, we're probably gonna have a top five pick with this because Denver's gonna finish three and fourteen. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. right. They thought Denver was gonna be a playoff team, so our number one is gonna be the twenty five plus. No, right. now it might be number five or four. It's unbelievable. Just think about that. Unbelievable, dude. Crazy. So it's crazy. Dolphins at 49ers. That'd be a good one, dude. Yeah, I'm going with my one. boy. I'm going with my boy McDaniel on the road. You're going to go with Miami. I'm going to go with the 49ers. I think All the right. 49ers are a little too physical. for. The, I think the Niners will do enough. I think I like the Niners at home. Uh, Seahawks at Rams. Uh, Seahawks. I'll go with the Se- Oh, I'm sorry, Jerry. Go ahead. Seahawks at Rams. Yeah. Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Yeah. Yep. Me too. Got four more. Uh, Chargers at Raiders. The surprising Raiders who took it to the Seahawks with... Josh Jacobs and his 900 yards. Um, I'll go first. I'm going to go Chargers on the road. I'm going to go with the Chargers, too. Uh, Chiefs at your Bengals, 425. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Bengals, man. They're looking good. Wow. Um, even though I picked against them last week, they're looking good, though, man. Um, wow, the Chiefs are looking good, too. Um, I'm going to go chase my play Sunday. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I'm going to go with my AFC Bengals. I'm going to go Chiefs on the road. I think the best team in football overall. Um, Colts at Cowboys. Cowboys at home by a lot. By a long shot. The Jeff Saturday honeymoon is officially over. (laughs) Cowboys. You too, right? Yes. (laughs) Monday. Saints at Bucks. Not, I mean, flip a coin, right? I I don't know. I'll go Bucks at home, I guess. I tell you what, the Saints really play well against Brady. Yeah. The Saints played a phenomenal defensive game last week. They turned the ball over twice in plus area. They could have they could have won. I, I tell you what, I'm gonna go with the Saints on the road, bro. We got a lot different this week. I gotta pay attention when I listen to this next week. This could be the week where Chris pulls <laughs> you could away, separate. Guys. You could separate this week, bro. I don't know. <laughs> it's not good, buddy. And finally, the most important game of this the week of the season of the last six, seven seasons, whatever. Hmm. When the Commanders visit the New York Football Giants at exit 16W in New Jersey, I think I know who you like, but what do you got? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've been thinking about this a lot, man. And Jerry, I think the Giants are going to get him. Like we talked about a little bit earlier, I think the Giants are going to get Taylor Heineke a few times. These guys have given up 33 sacks. We've given up. Oh, they've given up 30 sacks, I believe. We've given up 30. So they, they've given up sacks. They're rotating their right tackle with Lucas and Cosby, which are not very good, both of them. Leno's pretty decent left tackle. I think Thibodeau, I think Aziz is in his limited snaps. I think Jihad Ward, X-Man. Um, I think the defense is going to do enough, dude, to win this game 17-13. Wow, low scoring. Okay. Yes. <sighs> I, I, to be honest with you, I was trying to get Howard Cross. I hope you're going to be honest with me. Well, I mean, I don't want to, look, I I was trying to get Howard Cross to make me feel better about it because I'm looking at this commander's team like they just seem to find a way every week. And when they were dead and buried, they've risen to a relevant team now that is now if the play, if the season stopped, they're in the playoffs with us. Um. They, they, with I just I know he kind of poo-pooed it a bit. They're different with Taylor Heineke. That being said, I just think it, it, they should have lost last week. I think it comes to an end this week. I think the Giants win twenty to seventeen on a last-second field goal by Graham Gano. He wins it. Stadium goes nuts. Eighty thousand Giant fans go home happy. They drive safely down the turnpike to their homes. That's it. Twenty to seventeen. We all feel good about ourselves. Bring it on, Philly, next week. Whatever. Let's go. There you go. So you have it as a little, pretty much a low score until yeah, yeah, and a tight one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just psyched if one. you said that they keep them to 13. I'll be pretty psyched. That'd be awesome. So. Oh yeah, I, I just yeah. Obviously, uh, I, they do keep. If I'm right, if they keep it somewhat 13, 14 points. I think we win the game, right? I mean, yeah. I think we're going to get more than 13, 14 points. I, I love was, what you said about the zone read too. I'm, I'm psyched about that. So I hope it's right. I, I just. I'll blame you if it's not. So. Yeah, blame me if it's not. That's all. You know, I did. I I just think Saquon with those stretch zones and and Daniel with the zone reads could hurt them this week. And yep. um, 
we'll see what they do. You know, we'll see what they do. I just, you know, I think that that could be a factor. And then, you know, and I think Darius Slayton again, Jerry, yeah. could be a factor in this game. Could be awesome. a factor in this game, you know. Um, so, hey, hey, we'll see what happens. But the, I think Wink in a defense is going to be the biggest factor, holding them and getting a couple of turnovers. I know they had a couple against Dallas and still lost, but if they get a couple against these guys, they're not Dallas, okay? Right, right, right. Uh, right. If they get a couple against these guys, they're probably going to win this game, you know. So um, that's the way I see it, bro. I think, you know, and Daniel does pretty good against Washington. The Giants, you know, franchise has always done pretty good against Washington, especially in clutch games. And we'll see what happens, bro. Good stuff, buddy. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed that. Um, to order a subscription to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com and go to Magster for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. All right, guys, if you're going to the game, bring it. Bring it like you've never brought it before. Sundays are Giant Days, baby. Take care, everyone. Take care.